take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to Life in Wonderland. Episode 4. Life in Red podcast with my good friend Chris and Aaron. How are you? Hello. I am really good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on. You're very welcome. I'm really excited to be here. I'm really proud of you for doing this. Aww. I am. I'm really proud. Like, Aww. honestly, I love seeing my friends live out their dreams. This is my dream. This has been always my dream. It's a dream. <laughs> it's, it's so one of fun. Them. No, yeah. it's great. And uh, I think uh, you coming on is actually pretty awesome because uh, you have a lot of different things going on. One of them, yeah. that your car just got smashed in the Starbucks parking lot. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my heart is racing because it's not my car. Uh, and it's honestly going to be a really stressful moment after I leave here right now. Yeah, so, so we're just going to try to distract you from the fact that the car is damaged. And, yeah. Uh, um, I'm, yeah. Um, and can you swear on this podcast? Yes, you can. Okay, whoever hit me, fuck you. Fuck so, you. Ottawa, that's our job. Find the person who is at Starbucks. Honestly, at, it looks like, like you just rear-ended my back tire and like something on your car scraped. It mine. literally looks. It kind of. I think it's a trailer. I think it's a trailer because there was a trailer in the parking lot. But how would they back? Like, like you know what I mean? Like a little kind of like the ones that have the motorcycle on it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? The baby ones, like the ones that are just like like the ones the lawnmowers the go on there. Oh my god! Yeah, because okay. someone had like a mini trailer on the thing, and I was like, whatever, no big deal. Went in, came out. Well, I didn't notice until I got out, and I was like, "Why is the engine?" And it was wrong? probably in the span of five minutes. Yeah. What? And then you know, and what? it's Maryville, and no one cares, so it's fine. Yeah. And <laughs> did they leave their insurance? No, I didn't even notice. I was literally like, "Well, actually, I was in there for a bit because she didn't know how to make what I wanted, so she was looking at." What'd you get? I got a cold foam hazelnut drink. No foam, triple. No, it is foam. Latte. Extra foam. It's only foam. No whip. <laughs> This isn't even a complicated Sprinkles. drink. Cold foam, hazelnut flavored. I hear actually so many war stories about working at Starbucks from so many people. And really? I don't want to say it's pretentious, but... Like my... it's pretentious to work there or pretentious of you to say this? Both. Okay. <laughs> no, but like just the attitude of some people with their drinks. Like <laughs> they just like just get a coffee. But like I've heard stories of people like being like their lives assaulted and trashed oh my because... Gosh. They didn't make a coffee right. Well, she asked me, she's like, I put hazelnut in the uh, foam and the coffee. And I was like, okay. She's just like, if it's gross, I'll make it again. And I don't care. I'm not the type of person to be like, yeah, Becky, make it again. Like, no. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't. I would still drink it and be like, yeah, I love it. So when you go to a restaurant and they get your food wrong? Oh my God, I have so much anxiety about it. I've done it. I used to just deal with it. Um, but I've gotten better. I was like, yeah, this is... This has like 17 fruit flies in it. I think we got <laughs> There's a cockroach in my suit. Yeah, it's like really severe. I, uh, <laughs> I just I, eat it, suck it up. I never wanted to do it, but then have you seen the movie Waiting? It has like Ryan Reynolds. I, yes, I love that movie where they do all those gross things. <laughs> Fabulous move, but yeah, like when that person's like so snooty, like even if I'm nice, I'm like, no, they're going to like spit rub their balls food. in it and spit in it and ball hair and... <laughs> no, like I, if I'm you like, can reuse that sound effect. <laughs> but you get that argument where it's like, well, you paid for it, so you should write. It's like, yeah, but I don't want to be that person. What's I your can't stance on person. tipping? Uh, always tip. Always, always tip. tip your servers, even though they make more than me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, always tip. Uh, I heard now apparently it's like at twenty-five to thirty percent. 
sorry, excuse me for like a tip. Yeah. No. And, <laughs> That's and, never happening. Yeah, I'm kind of like, look, I respect that and you need to tip out, but like inflation restaurant people. Yeah, also <laughs> like too much. Yeah. I'm not tipping like three quarters of my meal. Like that's, no, it's outrageous too. And what if they're bad servers? That's the thing. And what I, if they just don't care? They know that you're gonna tip regardless because we're nice Canadians. Yeah, there's no way. Like, and people have gotten mad at me for this, but I have like tiers. Like, if you're like really great, I'll tip above twenty. Yeah, of if course. you do everything, uh, I'm happy twenty percent. But like, if you're just average, you do all your jobs, but you're not real friendly. If you're average, I really didn't like the service. It took like I was in there for three hours. I was waiting for like ten. Yeah. Um, no shame. Yeah, 10 is and I'm pretty rude, much is the lowest. Okay, I actually have tip zero a couple of times in the instance where the server was just like rude or like definitely racist. <laughs> racist? Yeah. So I've had, a, I'm not going to say anything about the establishments. I don't want that to go out there. <laughs> but I have, and also discriminatory because my mom is disabled. So she has the use of one arm only. Um, she still has her other arm, but it's disabled and it's kind of like fused with the shoulder. So she can't really use it and it's paralyzed. So sometimes she'll be like, can you please, um, put this on a tray? Something that wouldn't normally need a tray. Like, I don't know, like a drink and a burger. Right. And so they're like, okay. But sometimes they're just super weird about it and rude. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know. You don't it, like, she doesn't have to be like, I'm disabled. That was Do a terrible example, but at the same time, it's hard to think of one specifically. But there's definitely people, or like she's had her knives taken away. She can't cut with, like she can't hold her fork and cut. Yeah. So she has a specific rocking knife, and she's had it taken away at restaurants where people are like, "Ma'am, you can't use that here. That's like a weapon. It's like in airports and stuff. It's insane." <laughs> so, yeah, it's seriously. Man. Yeah, oh, there it's we stuff go. That you never think about, right? Yeah, seriously. I remember, I've never had racist waiter or waitress or oh yeah i've had people straight up not serve me and my friends and i was like yeah there was a time we were uh in montreal with my friends we were there for a concert and we went out uh for dinner uh and like the server was like horrible and we were young we were like i think like um two of us were like 18 and then the rest of us must have been 21 so we were young and young people always get a bad rap at restaurants anyway and like he sat us down, didn't see us for like 40 minutes. So we go up to another guy and we're like, hey, like, do you mind getting us some drinks? He's like, looks around. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so he, he brings us the drinks and the other guy just comes up, what do you want? Takes it down, takes another like 35 minutes. Like that was, anyway, just horrible. We had to keep asking this other guy serving other tables to help oh us. God. We're like, oh, I'm so sorry, but like, we haven't seen our server in like, He's just minutes. over it. He's having a really bad day. Could be, yeah. <laughs> Nothing but to do with you guys. I tipped him like a dime. Yeah, just to say. And that was the only time I've ever stiffed it's anyone. It's so weird. But you were it's terrible. such a power dynamic, the whole tipping culture. Because I just came back from Thailand and they don't tip there, right? That's really weird for me. I was like, okay, you just gave me this amazing meal. It's $10 Canadian. I have like a coconut water, actual in a coconut, some like bubba pig thing. It's like roasted. It's amazing. Like, plate full of vegetables and rice ten dollars don't tip what <laughs> did you tip anyway i tipped anyway and a, a lot of times i tipped on like excursions and stuff yeah. because these people are their livelihoods something really cool so we did a, a volcano hike in um, bali and mount batur and first of all it's a hiking's heart <laughs> like <laughs> what i'm like this is gonna be a breeze i had to take so many breaks i was like you are well, out of shape 
I think it's like there's Gatineau Hills and then there's volcanoes. Yeah, there's Gatineau Hills <laughs> and then there's volcanoes. And I'm like, okay. So we were like, let's do this sunrise hike. Watch the sunrise in the morning. It's going to be amazing. So we wake up at like literally 2 a.m., take an hour bus ride. This is Indonesia. This is Bali, Indonesia. We're driving in the middle of the night. It's like winding. These people are speeding. And this is a very popular tourist thing, okay? So we get there. It's like dark. We're fitted up with this other couple, a German dude and an, another Thai lady who definitely met on vacation. Like, it's a German guy who was backpacking Ooh. and he, he met this lady in Thailand and was just like, come along. So that's their relationship. And I was very like open about it. I was like, do you guys meet just like a week ago? And they're like, yeah, thanks for asking. <laughs> I was like, sick. <laughs> So we start this tour and our guide is a local, right? And I was like, how often do you do this? And he goes, six days a week. Oh my, is his like calves and <laughs> just jacked? The mountain. Sorry, volcano, six days a week, okay? And I'm like, okay, wow, you're the fittest person I've ever met. And it's not like it's an easy hike. It's yeah. like three and a half hours. Just like on average. walking on tree trunks. Just Yeah, no, <laughs> and like dust and rocks. Like it, there's a part where you're literally climbing and you're trying not to die. So there's that. So we were going, okay. And so um, the one girl, that, the one Thai girl we were with, she's a little overweight. And my brother was freaking out. He's like, what if we miss the sunset? I was like, okay, this is Because you had to wait. You yeah. had to wait. He was so concerned we were going to miss the sunset. And she was giving up. We were like 20 minutes in, still on Flatland. She's like, okay, I can't. I can't do it. I was like, we haven't even reached the mountain yet. We're still on the road. Yeah. Or sorry, volcano. I keep, keep it's called Mount Batur, but it's a volcano. I think. That's a language barrier problem, I think. Anyway, <laughs> so we start climbing this mountain, whatever. She gives up. Long story short, <laughs> she pays like $30 Canadian to take a motorcycle up most of the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's great. Problem solved. Uh, another little bit on the way is uh, our guide, okay? The entire bottom of his sole just peels off. Like, you know how you have the rubber sole yeah. on the shoe? It just peeled off so he just had like the the fabric part of his shoe and he's just like so no cushion i was like uh do we need to stop like do we turn back and he's like no 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 this happens all the time and he proceeds to rip off the other sole of the shoe just go barefoot it was the most hardcore (laughs) thing i've ever seen no he just left his shoes on but he like and then just continued climbing the mountain and his pace was so fast. I was like, dude, you need to slow down. Okay, I got tiny legs and this is hard. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of breath. Um, <laughs> anyway, he was he was awesome. We were teaching him, like, English words on the way up. And it was a magical time. Like, I can't believe this guy does this every day. It was beautiful. We watched the sunset. Sorry, sunrise. Magical. Got to touch volcano steam or whatever. Anyway, so we go down the mountain. And we're, like, basically running because it's so steep. You just It's easier to run. Um <laughs> and we're like teaching him like what root means like in english and stuff and he's like what's this like pointing to stuff and we're teaching him and we're just like wondering about his life and apparently it's like a tier system so the guy who picked us up from the hotel or the hostel was actually doing his job at one point and so like when you get promoted you no longer hike the the mountain oh. you drive people in the morning so it's kind of like the family business there and it's so crazy. Like, even driving on the way back, you get to see where they live. And they eat mostly vegetarian by growing their own vegetables. It's insane to see their way of life. And um, we tipped him, like, a decent sum of money. And we are like, you were an amazing guide. I can't believe we got to meet you. He took also, most importantly, he took amazing photos. Like, he just knew what he was doing. It was insane. Oh, if he does that six days a yeah, week he, he's in Instagram culture. Yeah, like... he knows. He's like, uh, you want to move a little bit to the right? And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and so we tipped him. He's, like, super grateful because that, I'm sure, I don't know if everyone tips or just realizes 
what they do for a living <laughs> i don't know yeah you know seriously because I mean? like you're just like oh and, yeah doing and that's this not once. the end of his day he goes home and he works on the farm and like oh my god it's insane honestly it's, it's just it's humbling i think yeah oh that was my tipping that's we're coming full circle <laughs> yeah they're uh a funny story when i went to europe last year no one told me that um they actually make an adequate wage so you don't have to tip yeah. so we were tipping like 20 25 percent yeah and like they would like bring us candies and they were so happy come back anytime like yeah. just so stoked like oh man it's so nice here and when i got back and talking to people they're like oh you know you don't have to tip there i'm like man europeans have a great way of life they just don't care and, and like you can work at any job and live comfortably and you get tons of vacation it's insane yeah uh, freaking <laughs> uh people in the netherlands like just all they do is ride bikes everywhere like there was like Holland, no cars watch out just bikes everywhere oh, i've never been this is what i've heard yeah no like when you're in amsterdam you literally like have to like watch where you're going not for cars but on bike paths because like there's no they don't do bells or anything it's just and they're like weaving in and out and it's crazy and i think that's i think why traveling is so big for millennials i guess and mostly because like you get to experience so many different ways of life that are so outside your own. And that way you don't end up being that person on Facebook commenting on stupid stuff. Like, you know, everything. Yeah. They're trying. They're trying. I feel like those are the people who don't travel. I think it's interesting to be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Those people or don't want to like, you know, there's something like 50% of Americans don't even have a passport. Wow. Yeah. Google it. It's a fact. That's probably wrong. But... America's the greatest. America. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, uh, and there was that thing I posted last night, and, like, um... Don't you want to never post something again once it gets, like, a lot of traction? Yeah, You're seriously. Like, but so. that APTN show coming up, uh... That is so Free exciting. plug, but, like, it's a bunch of people, pretty much the Facebook commenters on, you know, thinking, ab or indigenous people are lazy and addicts and... Well, why don't they just get a job, bro? Like, yeah, like, oh they're gosh. soaking up the system, people we give really them ignorant. so much. People are really ignorant. Yeah, I, like... And I, so they take these people, I guess, uh, it's going to be debuting in September, but they take them to an Indian reserve, or sorry. An it's called First Contact, I think. Yeah. 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 And uh, and I feel like, you know, so they get to see the real way of life and how it actually is, not their perceptions. And I think that's the same for, like, anything. Like, that's you traveling within your own country, but, like, you think of the people talking about, like, Islamic people in the I Middle know. East and and Africans, like... You know, I try not to pass judgment on anything because I don't know what their daily life is or anything. It's so much different from ours. Yeah, like yeah, I actually listened to your last pod podcast and you were talking about uh, like reverse racism and stuff. Oh yeah, and that got it. really heated. That was interesting. <laughs> it didn't actually get heated, but it was an interesting topic because you guys didn't agree. I think. Yeah, we don't agree. Yeah, on that. you don't agree, but I, I don't think reverse racism is the right. What's word. the definition of that? Because I wasn't really sure. Reverse racism actually doesn't make sense as a definition because that means like, it's like a double negative. It's like doesn't exist. It'd be a positive thing. Yeah. But so what you're you actually it just the definition of racism is being discriminatory based on race because you think your race is superior. That is like the flatline definition. Do you think so? It's, it, by that only anyone can be racist towards anyone. I didn't. So I looked it up because when this incident was happening which was on the last podcast <laughs> i was like okay i want to make sure my definition of racism is is firm and there is part where like society and there's multiple um, definitions of racism yeah exactly well. there's because, new definitions of racism because like for sure you can't be like the system is not oppressive to white people like that we can all understand it, yeah. that makes a lot of sense to women per like perhaps 
but to Matt white men, like the system's not oppressive. Right. But to me, if you hate someone because they're a different skin color, whether it's a other person hating a white person or a white person. Like, and I agree with you, that is racism because I've met a Lebanese people that despise black people. I've met yeah. uh, I've met a lot of different races. Like I, I met like one woman from Dubai who said I absolutely despise um Chinese people. And I was like, Okay, so that's racism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how you're not black and you're not white, but it's racism regardless. So you can't just put it into this tiny scope and say this is the only place that racism exists because it's not true. What about the genesis what about, you know, like the genocides all over the world? What about the Jews? People are racist towards Jews. Israel so and Palestine. Exactly. Yeah. Like- it's it's I think nowadays we can change definitions to fit our 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 storylines. And yeah. I think that that is great, but it's also bad. For example, like you know when we grew up um, it was called the pound sign and now it's the hashtag. Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitions change, right? Over the time. <laughs> Things change. Yeah, it's true. And like that's like just you see it all the time and I'm all for uh freedom of opportunity. I think everyone deserves the opportunity to get their shot, no matter who you are, where you come from, your background, your ethnicity, any of that type of stuff. I just have a hard time think like as a straight white man, like I, uh, another story that came up was, uh, have you heard of Dark Guy? No. The the Leaf fan that was at the... He was at oh, a, Dart Guy. Yeah, Dart Guy. Dark Guy. I was like, what? what? <laughs> have you heard of the Dark Guy? No, so Dark Guy... Batman? Um, he got hired as like a central hockey scout or something for the scouting system. And anyways, um, not only were people trashing him being because... Because they're like, oh, what? Because you're famous with your face painted in a cigarette. Oh, you get this job. So one, you already don't know what they do or, you know, anything about <sighs> them or their experience. And two, there's people being like, you should be ashamed of yourself that you took a job away from a white a woman or a transgendered person or a minority. And it's not your place to have that job. It should be going to other people. And to me, I'm like, no, no, like... Yes, there needs to be more representation for sure in that, in especially certain fields. But like, I am such a firm believer of hiring on the merit of that person in that position. So you are a firm believer in equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. Yes. Yeah. And that's great. I I also agree with you. I think I wouldn't want, um, I use like firefighting as a great example. It's freaking hard. I know many uh, women that have failed the test because it's physically demanding. I know many men that have failed the test, especially when we went to school at Algonquin. You know, lots of people fail the physical stuff. I would not feel comfortable if they designated half the team to be women just to fill that quota of the outcome of we want half our staff to be women. It's the most capable person. It should be always. 100%. And guess what? If you have two capable people and you know what? You don't really have a lot of minorities on your team. Why not hire the minority? I think that's the argument people are trying to make is that sometimes that's not the case. Yeah, I think that's more than fair. More, yeah. more than fair in that way and especially in, you know, tech fields and stuff like yeah. that. But to, yeah, like if you're really going to be a business just thinking about, oh, I need to hire this person because they're different, like you might not be successful. It should be, you know, just because one person is, you know, a, a minority of some sort and the other person has a degree in engineering, Google should not just hire that person because they're a different skin color or yeah. a different Yeah, and you religion. shouldn't just hire someone because they're your best friend and you really want to work with them. There's a difference. That's nepotism. <laughs> I'm just Actually, kidding. that's also terrible working with <laughs> It happens someone, all the time, though, I think. Especially it's in very, superior... It's about who you know. Yeah, it is. The but, more... 
I learn and the older I get, I'm like, man, I should have made more friends. <laughs> <laughs> I would never hire a person to work under me, though. No, I think there's the line. Like a friend. Sorry. I would never work a friend. Never out. hire someone that you can't fire. Yes. That's a good tip. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but going back to that conversation with my brother is, and, you know, where he comes from, it, it's that far left movement that has just got me thinking so much I, about I things. do think it is a little bit brainwashing because people are afraid to be rejected as being like a kind human. Yeah. If you believe anything but what is in completely accepting. I can't even think of a word to describe how that makes certain individuals feel. But I feel like it's very scary. I think people are afraid. And so like the, if you're a left wing and you're a liberal and you hear, okay, you have to think this way. If you think anything but this way, you're not on our side. You're a bad person. But We're going to come you for can't, you. Yeah. And you can't pigeonhole people like that. Like you can um, do ballet, but also be a sumo wrestler. Like why not? Yeah. Like why can't you do both? Yeah. And it's, uh, I think people really think that they can't. Yeah. It's, uh, I hear, uh, you know, people call it like tribalism. Like it's like your team. And if you're not on our team and agree on everything that we agree yeah, on, you're, you're not on our you're team. You're not on our team. And then we're, coming for you like we're gonna but, yeah, that is, go on twitter that and terrifying. rip you down and that's i think in my point my perspective that makes the far left just as bad as like people who are on the just far as right. bad as the far any kind of really polar opinion is usually not great yeah and it's they're just as violent or just as menacing or wish just as much hate yeah, on other people nothing just nothing is black and white on another side and like it's just it seems so barbaric and unfair because uh, one of the i don't know if you listened to the first episode i did of this but i was talking about the women's march and yeah. how you think that's a great yes women are getting together to march for rights and to end sexual assault and we're like i think you know the far majority of people are like yes that is great Yay, finally mm -hmm. but then oh no 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 yeah minority women were pissed because not Every yeah, again. it's the intersectionality that they want. But, but you're wearing a white vagina hat, yeah. and that doesn't include me. Or transgendered women were like, but if I wore a black vagina hat, you'd be like, that's not your vagina hat to wear. <laughs> so you know what I mean? You can never, never be left yeah. enough, and that's the yeah, problem. Like it's like as soon as you think you're like, I'm a good person, I support this. It's like no, 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 no. And I think that's, there's this yeah. new thing where learn. I learn to be hopeless in these situations because I just feel like there's no right answer. And it's kind of, yeah, you you want to do good in the world. I think, I think most people want to do good in the world. I don't know. I'm kind of starting to not believe that. <laughs> recently, I know, yeah. But um, are we born good? I don't know. Does something happen along the way? <laughs> I don't know. That's a different conversation. <laughs> I totally forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's, uh, it's so crazy that they just jump on their own and then you wonder how they're going to have any merit to any of their arguments. And then like the people who they're actually op opposed to is like, they're just like, okay, well, we'll just stop fighting you. We're, we're just going to step back and let you guys attack each other. And we're just going to do our own thing. What you were saying is, um, I had to remember too, uh, you were saying people I think are inherently good or want to do good. Uh, in the community, in the world, or just be a good person, whatever it mm. is, holding the door for someone. But now it's like people think they're a good person by being an awful person. Like an asshole is an asshole. No, <laughs> you're right. Just because you're being an asshole supporting minorities doesn't make you any less of an asshole. I know. You think your heart, heart's in the right place and perhaps you're fighting for the right cause. 
but going about it in a completely violent and obscene way that isn't going to stand in any form of legislation or anything like that. And if you put three quarters of your energy that you're putting into those angry Facebook comments and tweets into running for office or, or starting a charity or funding a scholarship, like you could actually do good. Yeah. I think we have a lot of social media warriors on our hands and also social media is, is so powerful. I think none of us even really know or it's so knew. new. Well, it's so new. I know, that, but like, none of us have. I, I feel I'm overwhelmed by its power on a daily basis. Um, things can spread like wildfire. It can ruin your life. Things you don't expect to. It can, it can ruin your life. People can comment on your stuff and say horrible things about you and not think twice about it. Yeah, yeah. There's not that face to face conversation. It's just it's insane. It's like you have a bunch of keyboard warriors yeah. just just making people feel bad and they love it and it yeah. gives them a high but oh. you know what they don't even think about it they don't even think that they're being a bad person you know what i mean that's yeah the they think part. they're doing good because they're like oh or not I'm, even doing good just being like yo this chick's ugly <laughs> types those three words that's so t- like that's also four words. so weird anyway you could say that and then they leave their keyboard not thinking of it ever again meanwhile the person who that's directed to they could be thinking about that for weeks they could have an eating disorder you don't know their life story and it's just like why are we so mean they could be suicidal and that pushes them to the edge i know there was an article i was trying to pull up that i tweeted up but there's a science that they're doing research on that being like a social justice warrior a social media keyboard warrior releases endorphins in your brain that's like a high right and you're like i did something Yep. I feel good. I agree. And it's like, like, if I were to sit here and be like, you know, and I'm not saying this, but if I'm like, Clarissa, you're fat and ugly, I could see, oh. yeah, I could, I, but I could see the emotions yeah. on your face, your reaction. That was um, really mean. You could come back to me. <laughs> of course, I don't think that. Um, but like, I could see and you could come back at me and perhaps if you were like, you know, you're like, you know what? Like, take your coffee, splash it in my face. I would do that. Jump me and beat me up. <laughs> there's is, consequence. That is the reaction I would have. Because there's a face-to-face thing. But on the internet, you don't ha- I don't yeah. see a reaction. I don't see how much it hurt or you just see words written angrily in caps yeah and i'm like that's we're missing that whole human interaction i I think even more so than that which is pretty scary is we're losing the ability to think for ourselves in a lot of ways in a lot of ways we are pushed so much stuff so much stuff is pushed our way thoughts opinions how to think how to be how to live and we just take it we just take it we don't we don't analyze it we don't have time to digest it we it's just pushed upon us and we have to deal with it and then act a certain way yeah and critical thinking is so important and honestly it's not even taught it like (laughs) that's the most important thing i think um i think of when i think of these arguments yeah because so often i remember one of my friends i used to protest a lot i don't know if you know that i used to go to rallies and uh i was a really big fan of um the slut walk and all of that stuff and i really enjoyed it and i really felt empowered as like a 20 something woman and then um one year I was doing this slut walk and someone like screamed to me, oh, you're a slut. I was like, well, that's why I'm here because you're, I want, I want to confront this. So let's go. And then he just ran away. And I couldn't, oh, it was I, a man. Okay. It was a man. Yeah. And I couldn't do anything about it. And I, it could have not been towards me and I'm uh, not good with confrontation. So <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is probably for the best. But I thought about it and I was just like, okay, so like, why am I doing this walk? And I was like, I was doing this because it looked fun. First of all, who doesn't like doing fun stuff? Um, and I was like, well, because it's empowering women, right? It has to be empowering women. And then I was just like, 
but what if I just walked in whatever I wanted to wear? And I didn't even think about that, right? Like, I didn't think about the entirety of the movement in general. And what what is what do we want out of this? What do we want out of the movement? Anyway, I, I sometimes do it. I don't necessarily anymore, but it doesn't mean I don't support it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going with this point is my friend who I do these um, rallies with or, you know, go to seminars and stuff. She she messaged me and she's like, hey, let's get ready. Let's let's go protest this thing. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And she's like, oh, I want to go protest the Jordan Peterson talk at Uottawa. And I was like, um, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to go. And what she didn't know is that I'm actually a fan of Jordan Peterson, not for his actions per se, but I, I do think he's a very smart person and he is actually a fan of the equality um, of opportunity, not equality of outcome. And he just honestly is very monotone and has no personality. And that's why I think everything he says comes off so terribly. But yeah, that, that when you said that, I immediately was like, oh yeah, that's a Peterson thing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. But Why are you going to get in trouble? No, I'm not actually. Oh. But if someone listened to this, they would take that out of context and great i'm not saying that he i support his uh all his views all his views yeah i don't i mean he his whole thing on the the transgender thing where he wouldn't call i i don't know the situation but that transgender person can't even speak for all transgender people either which is really crazy because apparently he has he has a lot of students that are also transgender that wrote letters of support to him which is great and it's just like we need to really think critically about what we're doing and what we're saying. And yeah. you know what? I wasn't going to go protest someone unless I knew for a fact. But but even protesting the whole event doesn't matter. It's going to happen anyway. Yeah. What do you want out of your demands? When you when you protest and you rally... Well, some schools you, do shut them down, shut the talks down for people who are on the right, especially. Yeah, which, which I, funny, I, I think that's very interesting that you mentioned that. Which is that. funny because... if Have you listened to him speak... Um, either in his lectures or on other podcasts or interviews. Totally. I listen to his book, The he's, uh, Things to Live By or whatever. His logic, you know, he believes what he believes, but he's not even a far-right person. Mm-mm. And did you listen to his justification about that transgendered thing? I, I honestly don't remember so, so long ago. Uh, according to him, what he was opposed to is that he would not accept a legislation of what the government told me to say. So what he was said was, if a trans person came up to me and said, "Mr. Peterson, I would like you to call me by my profound or my preferred um, pronoun," he would be like, "Okay, thank you for coming to me. I absolutely respect that." What he didn't want is the government saying, "You have to do yeah. this," because he was worried, and I think a lot of academics that think about it is worried about the slippery slope that that does. Yeah, and of course, you know, next thing we won't be able to say, have this podcast. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? We can't be. We can't talk about Jordan Peterson in public. You can't talk about transgender yeah. people, and, unless, yeah. unless you're transgender. You I, know what I mean? It's putting barriers up. I truly believe people who protest things like that, whether it's Peterson or Shapiro or um, other commentators Anybody, yeah. that might not go completely to the left um, in their in their thoughts or their their ideals. Um, all they do is read the headlines or read a blog or an article uh, like highlighting yeah and you know did you do your research is yeah, i exactly. often say that when i'm arguing with people like, did you even read what i wrote did you even you yeah. know take the time out of your day or were you just instantly angry and needed to say something in that moment like a good thing is um like you, you'd see a, a headline of an article on something like buzzfeed that jordan peterson says the wage gap isn't real so people yeah. immediately would be like Whoa! When when he's actually his argument is that if you look at uh men uh and women jobs, so if me and you had the exact same job, 
chances are uh, with the exact same experience, like we were equal person, I was just man, you're a woman, mm -hmm. that there would be no there would be yeah. no gap in the wage. He says it, as a whole there is because men typically are more likely to take... They're more um, dominant. They ask for more pay raises. They ask for more leadership. That's it's because one. women as a whole notoriously are more timid yep. and we take the back seat a lot of the times. We are we are team players. We want to put other people yeah. first. It's literally these stereotypical gender roles, which I think people also hate him for. But I'm a firm believer that men and women are totally insanely different <laughs> oh no he totally agrees yeah on that. and yeah i know and exactly and that's why i think people really don't like him is because we have all, all these new concepts that we're trying to deal and break down and like the idea of transgender people is that you pick a gender essentially you pick a gender and sometimes they're stereotypically feminine or stereotypically yeah. masculine and that kind of goes against the gender fluidity argument right yeah. it's very confusing for a lot of people especially for people that say men and women are the same it's extremely confusing that whole, you know, academic yeah. library. It's overwhelming for me. I have a hard time wrapping my head around oh, it. Yeah. I respect everybody individually and I will never ever discriminate. I I want to know everyone's story. And do yeah and support yeah. whatever they want to do. It's about Not respect a though. Like if I accidentally say something, I'm like, oh, she she said this, but she's like gets mad at me and says, That's not my pronoun. That's not the way to educate people. If I mistakenly said the wrong thing, can you go, Clarissa, please, um, I would like you to call me by they. That's fine. Yeah. I, just, I don't understand why it needs to be, you're, you're in the wrong because yeah. you, you should know better. Yeah. How? How yeah. are we supposed to know better? You know, especially if that person, you know, maybe identifies like way more feminine and is wearing dresses and has long hair. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely not at a point at society that we could, we just say everything they and there i mean we might get there i don't know that's just grammatically confusing too yeah i, I don't think we'll, i don't think we'll ever get there to be honest i think there's gonna Sorry, be chewing eyes. too many people who are opposed to that that will ever see a common agreement in society yeah. if they ask me personally hey i'm gonna be like you know what i'm gonna I'm, you asked me no problem i'm not gonna fight who you are i respect that do what you want to do i was trying to get to the bottom of this with my brother because that one specifically, you know, I, I can understand the transgendered and I'm not saying this isn't real or anything, but it is very hard for me to understand people and the sexuality where they're either gender fluid or yeah. I, and that's just me not knowing or understanding yeah, I mean, their biology. How are you supposed to know something you physically, sorry, physically can never, ever <laughs> experience? Yeah. And that, it's, it's hard to wrap my head around. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I, like, if you say that's how you are, okay, but yeah, it yeah. is very hard just to understand, like, how does that even anyway, work? Yeah, that's why I think these conversations, especially conversations like this, where we feel safe to openly speak about it. And even then, we're a little afraid. I think you and I are still a little afraid of what I'm always saying. worried that my Twitter's going to yeah, blow up. This yeah. guy is racist or yeah. transphobic. And you know what? And I think like sometimes that barrier stops us from saying a lot of stuff, which is a good thing because you no one ever wants to have hate speech. But the difference is, is like, if you're asking for clarification or you're asking a question, there should never be any kind of you know, onus on you to take the blame for just not knowing. Or animosity against you or yeah. being shamed or, you know. There uh, are stupid questions, but guess what? They need answers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but potentially people could be like, I hate this. Like Clarissa and Ryan should be fired from their jobs and yeah. lose their, like people would actually like wish that just because we're asking questions. Sometimes I want to offend people though. I want to make <laughs> them think. You know what I mean? That, I think that's the big thing. Is I love making people think. People don't, 
We could talk about flat earth. <laughs> yeah, but people don't either want to think they're stuck in their mindset and they don't want to evolve. I think that's a maturity thing too because I literally was that. Well, there, like five there is a lot ago. of people who are older like You're right, who though. don't want to move away from their completely Republican conservative views on certain things. Right? I thought I knew everything at 20 years old. A lot of people, yeah. <laughs> I, me too. Everything. Me too. And now if so, you ask me, what do you know really well? Nothing. I'm like, I watched a YouTube video <laughs> and I'm an expert on this now. Like, I was, for sure. I was like, for sure, science is fact. It's everything we know, everything everything we've ever lived for. It's it's definite. No, 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 no. That's so wrong. <laughs> and that's the point of science, right? Like, it, it's not necessarily, like, you're always trying to prove yourself wrong to We're make sure that it's right. We're doing science every day. We're doing science yeah. right now. Like, it's insane. Yeah, that's, it's big. And um, that's an overwhelming topic. <laughs> and it's funny, like, you're, I think that people on the left truly don't want free speech or freedom of expression they or don't. freedom of freedom or freedom of, you know, conversation and one of the big things I always say is, here's me, I'm an expert because I took philosophy of human rights. Mew. But one of the biggest things that I took away from that is a guarantee, like, you're only guaranteed that right unless it infringes on other people's rights. Yeah. So what that means to me is the reason why hate speech or racism or calling, you know, a colored person like the N-word or something derogatory like that, that's why it's not okay because you're infringing on their right. But if you're just talking openly and honestly about your ideas, like, I think that, you know, we should be fiscally conservative and not spend a lot of money and, you know, whatever, whatever your point is, why are people protesting outside of your, your talk about economics, right? Like, yeah. people are like, no, they need to be silenced because they don't agree with us. It's a slippery slope on both ends. Like, I would love, and this was, like, what I really wanted to do with this podcast is, like, understand other points of view because I want to learn and evolve in myself and yeah. what I think and my views and get people on the right and the left because I'm kind of sitting there in the middle not knowing where to go. But there's right no now. wrong. With, there's no there wrong with the middle. There really. isn't, I mean, politically, there is no true middle. That's, I think, a problem in our society is there is no true middle. Like, everyone thinks NDP is middle. No, they're more left than liberal. Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be liberal. It was supposed to be the classic middle. Yeah, they're not. But now they're... They're not. Yeah, they're totally it's not. It's really anymore. lost. You know what? I wish there was a progressive, social progressive, fiscally conservative party. Sometimes they say, uh, depending on the candidate, but the Libertarian Party oh, gosh. in in the states. That's not. So, if, but if you look at like <laughs> someone like Gary Johnson, yeah, uh, like not like if you look at classic Libertarians, they talk about everything should be free market and power of the business and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but. At the heart of what they want is less government, but being fiscally responsible, but socially progressive. Yeah. So they're all good most of the time. It's like, yeah, no problem. Gay marriage, trans rights, no problem. They're just like, we just don't want to yeah. spend money. We want to give you the, the opportunity to not be paying so much in tax and, you know, maybe donating more or doing stuff for yourself or mm -hmm. have more money that you've earned. Sometimes, depending on who the leader of that is, is that's kind of a middle-ish party but really it's like in canada too like and ndp i mean other than jack layton has never been a viable option really in federal federally at least um it's never it's always two right it's, it's <laughs> he was really great <laughs> on the right or you're on the left you're either on one of those teams yeah that's all you have though or yeah. you don't vote because anything else is a wasted vote you're not allowed to think you can you can actually abstain though which counts as a voted absentee yeah which people don't know by the way you can go vote and just check the box none of the above and it counts more than if you don't vote at all interesting okay yeah you didn't know that no 
I'm not Look I'm not me. down for the educational dead in the <laughs> down in the federal politics sometimes. But I don't know. I like talking about everything, so Yeah, it's it well, everything's interesting. There's so much yes. to know. There's so much to learn. I love talking to strangers. It's actually kind oh. of it's gonna get me in trouble, I think, one day. You'd like Ali then. She's she <laughs> attracts people on O C Transpo that you don't want to attract. Oh yeah, me too. I actually <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay. One time I actually um there was a woman at the bus stop and it was very cold outside and she's asking me about my jacket and she's just like she was clearly foreign and she was I think she was Chinese and she was asking about my jacket and I was like, Yeah, it's this, blah blah blah. She's like, Is it warm? I was like, Yeah, it's real warm. You should if you can, you should get one. Mom and she was making conversation, went on and on or whatever, and I was like, we're really talking about nothing. Like, like just, just, just bare talk. bones conversation. Oh, the snow's really nice today, you know, whatever. And then we got on the bus, and I was like, you know, where are you, where are you from? Like, what's where? Who are you? And she's like, well, like this is broken English, obviously. Uh, well, I just came here like a month and a half ago, and I'm really trying to learn English. And I was like, she's like, I'm literally just outside right now to learn English. Just talking to, to talk people. To people. Walking yeah, by. she has no roommates. She's just taking transit all day to try and talk to people to That's learn crazy. English. And I was like, you are the bravest person I've ever met. Seriously. <laughs> you are so brave. And I was really taken back and totally humbled because this woman is just talking to me about her day. And I'm sure she's had so much rejection all day of people being like, I don't want to talk to yeah, you. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And I was just like so blown away. And I was like, you're amazing and she's laughing like yeah that's so funny like <laughs> no i'm not and i'm like no you really are like yeah. you are i aspire to be as in brave Canada, as you especially north america that that's this is not what we do we yeah. don't just talk to people and so i think that's uh, sometimes i get there's people like that ask for change and whatever but sometimes maybe if people want to talk to you maybe they need to talk to you yeah for sure i'll always i'm never like don't talk to me i'll talk to them and then yeah, i'll get their vibe yeah but if they start being creepy or aggressive then you shut it down. I, I'm yeah. kind of like, mm, okay, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Uh, but it's funny you say that. Um, we both work promo gigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the amount of people, like, I'm not even trying to sell you anything. I just want to give you, like, a free thing. And, I'm trying to give you free stuff. And they're like, <laughs> no, I don't want to talk. And uh, yeah. this goes right into what we were saying, or people are just like, there's no, like, we're losing humanity almost. Like, I honestly think one day we're going to have, like, a matrix-like system where we just plug our brains in. Are we not in the system already? Isn't this the best I, video game you've ever played? We're we're definitely in the beginning <laughs> stages, but right, like directly, just cord in your I brain know. and you never die. No one Some ever. Some black dies. mirror type shit. Yeah, but I honestly think we'll go there. We are in the black mirror stage. Humans will actually aspire to be is to just live virtually. Do you think you'll have kids? Me? Yeah. Do you want kids? Yeah. You're gonna bring kids in this world? Yeah. Interesting. What but, else do you want? What else do you want out of life? I'm completely changed. Cha- what <laughs> do I want out of life? Yeah, I'm completely the tables of What do I want out of life? No, I, I want kids. I want a family. Um, Is that number one? Do you think no. that's number one? <sighs> no, not right now. That's not my number one priority. So what is your number one priority? <laughs> Supporting mental health is my biggest. That's awesome. My biggest thing right now. I'm very passionate about it. Yes. Um, and I don't want to see other people die anymore. I know. Me neither. From suicide. Um, that's, it's too hard. I've been (gasps) there so so many times. Yeah. Uh, and my, my biggest thing right now is people are starting to talk about it, which is amazing and, you know, like fabulous that we're breaking down the stigma, but now so many people need help. 
We d- we really don't have the resources. No, no, we do not. I know we don't. And you know, I've now been involved in a couple of things with the Royal Ottawa. I, mm-hmm. I did the Run for Women. Um, I did my uh, Cause for Pause, um, which was DIFD, and now I'm going to start speaking um, to high school kids at a program called um, Is It Me? That's so awesome. So I'm going to be talking about my personal thing. But you you talk to these people on the front line every day with mental health, whether it's doctors it's or researchers or, and like they're just like. They're at wit's end. Like they're all just, we we don't know what to do. We're do you want to know capacity. what I'm really really concerned about? So I took psychology, right? And I was like, I'm going to save the world. I'm going to become a psychologist. Um, first of all, I was like, this is a lot. Like when I took it, I learned more about myself than I ever expected. I was overwhelmed on a daily basis. We were always talking about it, and that's just school. Yeah, I didn't even do it. I didn't even pursue it because I was like, this is. I don't think I'm mentally well enough to do that job. Yeah. I, I don't I'm too empathetic. I cry at YouTube videos all day long. I don't <laughs> think that I could listen to people's problems and not take it home. Yeah. Yeah. That's the and not thing. Take, I don't think I could. I think about things all the time. I think about other people all the time and I just couldn't do it. But the scarier thing that I think is that I am starting to believe that maybe it can't be cured. Like I, I think maybe we can mitigate the urge to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm really scared that we can't cure it after I had a friend commit suicide last September. It's coming up um, the anniversary. And he, he talked about it all the time. He sought help, you know? He sought help. Yeah. He he was doing the right things. He was talking about it openly. He let everyone know. He was trying to live his life the best way he could. And he still killed himself in treatment. So it's like, how much more can we do? Do we just chain people to a bed? What kind of, yeah. <laughs> like, what? How yeah. can you stop it? it uh, it's truly an epidemic. I, th- I think the biggest thing right now people are trying to do is um suicide prevention i think that's the biggest focus yeah so yeah you're struggling but i think what a lot of people are trying to do are trying to not get you to that point where you i think we just want to make life worth living that should be the cure right like yeah it should be the cure right i don't i don't believe (laughs) necessarily in certain areas that will ever will never reach a utopia oh yeah like there's just always too much shit. There's too many bad people. There's too much corruption. And mo- as long as we have money, there's no way we'll ever reach a yeah. utopian land where everything's hunky-dory and everyone's happy. Da, da, da. Um, the one thing I believe and I'm super passionate about and the reason I support DIFD, which is Do It For Darren, which is um, a youth mental health, is I truly believe that if you can help kids before it happens like before the it really starts manifesting you give them the resources the the research um the tools to help them deal with their own mental health before they ever reach a point of crisis because i mean you remember being in high school like everything was the biggest thing in the world yeah um everything's dramatic everything's about to change you're about to leave your house become an adult all these responsibilities go to school also like adulthood is also just high school continued (laughs) oh yeah when, but you don't they even don't tell you that you don't know that when you're a you kid, don't know right? that, like, yeah. gonna be, but like but worse, it's worse. <laughs> but and that's when mental health issues start really he- happening is when you're you know 16 to 21 is when they're really going to start to show for the most part yeah. so if you can help the kids and our brains aren't even fully developed yet it's yeah. insane yeah and so if you can help them then i mean hopefully you can mitigate things like you know addiction of suicide Coping epidemic, yeah, you can um, of you know gun violence, like the the feeling the need to like 
go out and kill people because you're upset or, or, or something. Or it's you're, so overwhelming to think about all of the world's issues. <laughs> that could be solved just by with mental health, too. <gasps> I know. It's crazy. And I was uh, talking about this yesterday. I did, a, um, a, I guess, a 53-minute rant on what I think is personal responsibility is, I mean, I get that some days you're lying down and it's just, you can't get out of bed and I've been there as well, but I really think you need to take some ownership for your own your, life uh, and of your own mental health <laughs> yeah. and stop playing the victim. Yeah. I know I've had time, friends right? that were like, I, I was a good friend to them and all of a sudden they've always struggled with the depression and I'll always be like, like, let's hang out. Like let's socialize. Let's like get you out of the house. And then I was be like, no, 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 I can't. I'm depressed. And at some point you're like, throw me a bone. Yeah. I said that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I said I'm that trying. too. You need to show up for people. Yeah, because you, you're at that point. It's not just that you're depressed; you're being an asshole. Yeah, Be- <laughs> that's like you, the that, truth. <laughs> well, that person, if you go every day for a year, being like, "Hey, like, I'm not even saying you need to get out of that house, but maybe just sit on your back porch and just, yeah. just kind of like, let's just talk and chill." Like, also, like, it's supporting one another. Like, maybe, like, I, I need your help a little bit. Yeah, maybe empathy yeah and a little bit. <laughs> depression is a very selfish disease where you're stuck totally, in your yeah. own head I, I we both know that and mm-hmm. again i've been there and i'm sure you've been there but really you know what really helps disease. you That's know what really helps with depression i find and it might not help with everybody but not thinking about yourself yeah helping other people being there for other people seeing like uh, that with that time uh i came to your birthday uh, just couple, like last month and you're just like i knew you would show up and i yeah like, that meant so much to me more than Aww. anything else because that's what I want to be known for. Like Ryan always showed up for me, whether it's yeah. your, a birthday party or um, there was a girl I was seeing. Uh, she was an opera singer and I would always go to her recitals or her shows uh, no matter what. I would m- manipulate my schedule so I could be there. Showing up is so goddamn important um, right now. Yeah. And I think more everyone needs any, that. More than anything. Everyone really. needs that. Every every. People living with depression, you want someone to show up for you and just help you. It's pe- so easy to bail right now. It's so easy to and bail. And people glamorize it and think it's fun and funny and it's trendy. Yeah. I'm like, no, like. But fuck depression that. and self harm and self and self whatever is super trendy. It's super funny. It's memes. It's like, hey, we're all depressed. We're the depressed generation. It's like, this isn't great, guys. We got to step it up. Yeah. Like, just show up. It's like, stop thinking like everyone else. It goes back to critical thinking. Think for yourself. You gotta think for yourself. Think for yourself. Because at the end of the day, it's only going to be you. It is you. It's literally you. You have your your family and, and your, your support friends. system. But it's you. And that's great. But at the end of the day, if, I mean, the world blows up and everyone's gone and it's just you, it's just you. Yeah. So you need to make something for yourself because no, I mean, from experience, no one, no one really is going to do it for you. People will try to help and lend a helping hand and try to guide you along the way. But there's no way that people got their own shit going on. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> I feel like that's the most overwhelming thing as an adult is you're like, wow, everyone is messed up. Yeah, <laughs> everybody. No one's no one's like if everyone if someone acts like they got it going on, they don't. There's no. something wrong with them. Everybody has something going on. Like from the outside, it looks perfect. Yeah. But then you have one conversation. You're like, yeah, my, my dad just had brain surgery last night and he's not doing so great. Yeah. You're like, whoa, yeah. Deborah, you were just in Hawaii. Like, yeah, what? yeah, exactly. Like I always say, like if you put like ten people in a room and they're all stupid, like they're all just complete dummies. Like they don't know what's going on. Like they're just clueless. Someone's going to be the leader. 
Yeah. And that's all real life is, is someone was confident enough and sure they have maybe have some experience and knowledge, but really they're just the most confident. So they're going to take the st- reps and be like, we're going to do this. And then a lot of people are gonna be like, oh, okay, I guess yeah. this is what we're doing. We're leaders and followers we're for sure. I, I definitely find, you know, corporate culture is like that. Uh, you know, all these things we were talking about with like social media and, you know, left and right is everyone, everyone follows their leader, which is their, their government or whoever's in charge of the party that they affiliate themselves with like a lot of people need others to tell them what to do i'm not that person no i think for myself (laughs) if i don't agree with something especially you know at work or in personal life like i'm like okay i'll do it but i find so much joy why Why in thinking differently like you know when people like you're weird i'm like yes i'm weird (laughs) i love it love that i love that it's such a good compliment i don't know if i'm weird are you for your kind of weird? Yeah, I have definitely. But it's a compliment to me, so super I mean it weird as a tendencies compliment. that I don't always show. Yeah, to a lot of people, like I'm a huge metalhead. Right, and a lot of people think that's weird. Like you don't even know what they're saying. What? <laughs> I like punk rock, but I look like a princess, so it's like I wear like at work. It's so it's such a joke. I used to dress so punk rock, right? Like I used to be like a little like whatever yeah you had the yeah i wore it was zipper and jeans and i wore like studded vests and i had like giant spiked camo jackets and uh like band tees galore and i would just listen to punk rock and go to shows you and, conformed to society yeah but then i was like oh but i gotta get a job <laughs> and no one's gonna hire me if i wear like a band tee to the interview so like I, now i'm a public servant which is hilarious but, yeah um, you went to the exact i'm like the exact opposite of pu- my anarchy days and yeah. i was like fuck the man now i'm like where's where's my paycheck the man (laughs) (laughs) but honestly i don't see myself staying as a public servant so that's great it's just really good uh means to an end right now Uh, they pay well they pay great good benefits i don't know a third of my paycheck goes to everything (laughs) yeah i I heard someone else was telling me that that uh yeah it's a great pay but like you have to mandatorily put it into your your pension pension. yeah so i i have a union i have yeah, so you have and it's union, union dues. dues, and then we have benefits, and then we also have um, something else. I'm forgetting, but it's something else. That's insane. It's a lot. So it's a third of my paycheck. So my salary, I don't mind taxes. Tennis. Yeah, exactly. So that's the other thing: the you, taxes to pay for yourself. <laughs> to pay for myself. Um, so I make like fifty-seven thousand dollars a year, but after after all of the deductions, I make thirty-six. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's funny to me, but it's not at the same time. And also, being a single person. And taxes kind of sucks. Like you get nothing out of no. taxes as a single like, person. You got twenty cents back. This is the first year because I wasn't okay. in school. But that's okay. I'm I didn't know. I know a lot of people owe. But yeah, the the first time because I didn't have any tuition to claim. Yeah. They're like, uh, so you're actually only going to get a dollar twenty. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty wild. because oh. you're so used to getting a lump sum of money when you're in school and yeah, you're like, wow, money. thousands of dollars sometimes, hundreds. Yeah, at least. not anymore. Sometimes you might owe money, which is wild. I'm going to owe money next year for I'm sure. Super. Yeah, but you have like investment properties. Yeah, but it's true. You I did do. like weird things. I that did really weird things. We're not supposed to do in our twenties. What do you mean? You have. <laughs> A, like an investment property <laughs> for an Airbnb. And you know what's funny is people look at me and they think, oh, what a what a rich bitch. I, I get that, that a lot. First. Oh, I get everything handed to me. Oh. That's not that's not what I said. I was like, good for her. She's making a lot of money and now she's investing it properly. Good. I Yeah. Actually, I wasn't like, oh my God. Like, But I'm actually not making a lot of money. It's just that I am extremely savvy and I know how banks work. That is the reality. How do banks work? I can't say this on there. <laughs> oh, that's fine. You so, sign. That. You sign the form. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> You're smart. Okay, we can yeah. talk about it off air. Um, but it's really about knowing the system and playing it the way they want it to be played, but being smart about it. So wouldn't it be great if they taught some of that in school? That, yeah, that would be great. But the thing is, if they taught everybody this stuff, everyone would be on the, like, the thing is, you can't have order without chaos. Someone has to lose. That's it's true. good. Things will be better, but not for everybody. It's true. The you system know? is, there needs to be winners and losers. System, There's always winners and losers. But you always losers. need the hope that you're going to be a winner. Yeah, that's be- why we have the Death of a Salesman. You ever read that book or the play? No, is that what that's about? Yeah. He, Arthur the, Miller is yeah, so smart. Yeah, Arthur Miller is so smart and before his time. And I love these like period pieces that are, not even period pieces, they just go throughout time. They're timeless. Like The Handmaid's Tale that was wrote in the 80s by Margaret Atwood. Awesome Canadian writer. Haven't read that either. It doesn't or matter because there's an awesome show and you should totally watch oh. it. It's so good. Anyway, watch The Handmaid's Tale. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I just want to go home and watch this it. This is right a paid now. advertising. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> on Hulu. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, what were we talking about? I digress so hard. You sidetracked. You were talking about. Uh, we were talking about winners and losers. Winners and losers. There has society, to be society having the hope that you can be yeah. a winner. Yeah, and I think a lot of people assumed that I came from a rich family. But definitely not. Like, you have been to my mom's house. which You've pretty we, much been raised by a single mom for the most part. Yeah, now. a disabled single mother living off welfare <laughs> my, whole, my whole life. That's going to piss off a lot of right people. Why? She's living off the system. She can get a well, job. Well, my mom's disabled. No one would hire her, and she doesn't have an education. So it's like, good luck. And she has three children, so can she afford daycare? No. <laughs> I'm not putting your mom down. Any, your no, I know. So I know you're not. And you know what? She did try. She did many times to start her own business. She actually had a successful, air, um, not Airbnb, but a bed and breakfast a long time ago. So oh. this is where it's, it's kind of like full circle. So, yeah, I think I learned a lot from my family. We're very entrepreneurial. And, like, my family is, like, we got crackheads and we got billionaires. So it's <laughs> it's super crazy all over the place. And um, they teach you stuff and they teach you lessons. And you just got to absorb it as you go. Money is super interesting because I feel like people really don't know how anything works. You're shaking your head. I like, try. Nope. <laughs> it's hard. I, I honestly try. Like, I, I have certain things. I got super lucky with certain situations. For example, it's all about opportunity and taking the risk, right? Yeah. So Absolutely. The first opportunity I got was back when I was getting OSAP and they overpaid me. <laughs> so they gave me like, cause they thought I was, I finished my last course in December, but they still gave me money for the next semester. Even though I was not in school, I had no mm-hmm. classes. I didn't have to pay tuition. So I took that money and I invested it in marijuana. <laughs> and oh, that's so smart. I know. I could have done, I could have gone on a trip. It was like five grand. <sighs> I could have gone on a trip. Could have done many things. Um, I made enough money to have a down payment on a house. Yeah, and you paid off exactly what they yeah. owed and that, to them. And guess and what? I only have ten grand left on my student loan. That's because I'm and I'm I put entire paychecks on my debt though. This is something that I people do that don't. Too, re- yeah, yeah. So sacrifice is everything. You know what I mean? I'm sacrificing now so later I don't have student debt because what people don't realize is you can be overextended. By your credit. So if you have $30,000 of student debt, they're going to be like, mm, I don't think I'm going to give you a mortgage this year, Deborah. Like, I'm so sorry because I use Deborah all the time. I just think it's a really funny name. <laughs> but you have to think of these things and people are like, oh, that's a that's a future me problem. And yeah, sure, it is. But at the same time, OSAP, Ontario Student Loans, their interest is extortion. And you want to yeah, get that terrible. off as soon as you can because you're paying like 
a third extra of what your tuition originally was and you could use that towards other things like putting a down payment on a house putting a down payment on a car getting an extra line of credit to start your own business all these extra things that no one thinks about and investing as a woman i think i've met one other female investor that like, I, I self-direct invest so i don't pay someone to do it for me i do it for me so what do you like what do you use like how do you do you can go to your bank and set it up and use a tfsa Anyway, this is a super boring conversation for you no, listening. <laughs> no way. People need this is stuff that people need to know. Yeah. It's right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you could make it by investing smartly or you could lose everything, but that's like the risk yeah. you take. No, by that's investing. the thing is there's it's always a risk, right? Like I bought a house. That's a huge risk in my age. I'm not the thing is it's an it's a semi detached duplex with two apartments in it, right? So what we did, my brother and I, we pooled our resources and we bought this place together. So um, since November we've been Airbnb both of them. Yeah. And, uh, well, not since November. There's another... Since January, technically, we've been airbnb both of them. And it's very lucrative. And we've been able to renovate. We put AC in it. And we made it really comfortable for the Airbnb guests. And I'm also an awesome host. Like, I meet you in person. I give you a tour. <laughs> I It's super clean. Like, I go out of my way every time to make sure everybody has something. I've gone and brought coffee when it, we ran out. I'm overboard. Wow. So that helps too, right? So just those Service that sacrifice. Customer. And like my I sacrifice weekends because of all the cleaning. It's a lot of cleaning. Like it's been yeah. a lot of cleaning. But um and now my brother and I are gonna move into the bottom one together. Another sacrifice living with my brother. Okay, so these are the sacrifices that are piling up, but they're not that bad, right? You can live with it for a little bit. I live with my but brother. But because I'm yeah, exactly. Because I'm living with my brother, <clears throat> we're gonna live rent free in that apartment in Centertown while we Airbnb the top so one. All that money, yeah. And so we're living free. Essentially, because it pays for everything. It pays for the mortgage, it pays for the gas, the water, everything. It's that lucrative. Just one unit will break even. And we can take our money and we can pay off our debt. We can save for trips. My sister's getting married in January, so I have to pay for that thing yeah. in Jamaica. Oh, my God. So it's about sacrificing. You know what? I'm sacrificing living on my own. I actually did move out on my own a year ago. A couple times, haven't you? Yeah. So I was living on my own and I was paying... It was such a bad apartment. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was in on Gilmore in Centertown and just everything was just wrong. It was really small. My dog was really claustrophobic. Um, my kitchen, my oven was a fire hazard. Mm. Um, it was $875 a month plus utilities. Like it was just for what, you know, what yeah. was I getting out of this living situation? And then I was, I had this opportunity to buy a house. My brother had this idea and I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And you know what? You, that's it. You just got to make sacrifices and take risks. Yeah, I mean, I've always done that too. Like I would give up. You no, know, it's a little bit of a less of an extent, but I would give up weekends to to work and try to build yeah. my career. And totally, I I teeter on this though because at one point I'm like I need to sacrifice. So like you, I put a lot of my money yeah. on debt. Yeah. Actually, um, yeah. Everything but forty dollars on every paycheck goes to some form of debt mm -hmm. or bill. I have $40 yeah. at the end of the day yeah. for, for spending. Various spending. Now, that's not that bad. I That's rent, that's food, that's everything, right? Yeah. So I'm taken care of. It's just I don't have anything really at left over. But at the same point, I teeter on the fact that I might not make it to 60. So what's yeah. the point of trying to save for retirement? Mm -hmm. right, like It's such a, a fine balance. So what I've decided in my own mind is like, 
like for a year, one year, I'm gonna like just I'm gonna save. I'm gonna pay debt down. I'm gonna do this. I'm pay your do debt that. down first. Save later. You have to pay it down. Like if it's you can't save while you have you so can't. much debt. And people don't understand that. They're like, oh, I'm just saving for a trip. I'm like, pay your debt down. Go on the trip later. You you know what? Well, I don't necessarily agree with that either because I did go to Asia. Yeah. So I did. I'm a balanced kind of person. Like I balanced my budget, and I was like, I'm gonna go to Asia this year. Yeah. I need a break. And what I'm gonna do is like one year. It's like yeah, I'm frugal. I'm sitting in there. Yeah, I'm and you could totally it. do I'm, that. I'm putting money towards my debt. Get it down. Get it down. And then the year after, I'm like, I don't care. I'm gonna take. I, I'm gonna take one yeah. trip. I believe they call this work hard, play hard. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna take one trip because goddamn, I could you die tomorrow, it. and I yeah want to see. I agree. Part of the world, I don't and also the world's regrets. changing so fast with climate change. If you want to travel, please do it sooner than later. Yeah, that's it's, it's a great point, right? Like coastal cities, Indonesia, and... just there, earthquake decimated where I was, decimated that's the crazy. island of Gili, decimated. Uh, there were my so sad. my boss was in Italy. I don't know if she was in the city, uh, where like Genoa, where the um. The bridge collapsed. The bridge collapsed, yeah. Genoa. Um, like, that could be you. Is that uh, Italy? Yeah, Genoa. Yeah. Or Genoa, whatever it's called. Like Genoa salami? Makes sense, Italy. Maybe. Maybe I'm just saying that because of the salami. I know. I, th- <laughs> I think that's why I'm but saying But you know what I too. mean? Like, at any point, anything could happen beyond your control. So, yeah. it's such a fine line. It's like, do I be smart and miss all these opportunities because I know it's smart to do this? Yeah. Or do X? Or do I... YOLO it, as the kids say. I don't know. I also have an extreme detachment from money because I grew up so poor. Like, the thing is, when I was growing up, I there's a lot of things I couldn't have and I would desire them so badly, like a laptop or dumb stuff. Like, I'd have to sit out on, you know, um, like school food field trips was one thing that always stuck with me. Like, you know, being that one kid that was just sitting in the classroom, it was awful feeling. It's an awful yeah. feeling because, you know, your parents can't fork out 40 bucks to go to wherever, the biodome. So... It's that kind of stuff that has stuck with me and been like, screw it. It's just money. More will come. Like, I'll always, right now, I'm not going to live like something's going to happen tomorrow. And there's no money that's going to come. Also, we live in Canada. We're extremely fortunate. We have resources that will protect us and support us. Yeah. And so we have that luxury. Whereas, you know, if you're in another third world country, you don't. It's you and you're only you that will support you. In Canada, we have the luxury to make these risks and take these risks. Like, even if I file bankruptcy, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to be fine. Just wait a couple of years. My and credit goes, will yeah. suck. I can't get a loan, whatever. I'll work cash jobs. You know what I mean? I'll save my paycheck. It's not a big deal. Well, you can, you can rebuild your credit. You can rebuild it your credit. It takes a while. It takes long. Five, five to seven years. Yeah, yeah. But you, it's not a be all end all. And I actually yeah. know people who are just like, you know what? I already own my home. So they're just like, declare bankruptcy. Wipes away some of their debt, and then yeah, you're not going to be able to purchase something new on credit anymore. But yeah, you just wiped out a lot of your debt. (laughs) Yeah, it's insane how it works. And uh, you can even get a car now. uh, Yeah, with no with no credit. No, you can't get a car. I don't even. You can now. I don't even have. I mean, it's super high interest rates, but you can go. There's always a will. Where there's a will, there's a way. And you know what? I think the the only time that you should not take these crazy risks is if you have a family to support. Because I think those yeah. people that take those risks and go for their dreams instead of supporting their family are pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Especially when um, people depend on you. Yeah, like your little people are depending on you and I don't, you're going to let them down. Yeah. Or- and like money is everything, but if you have the opportunity to take a job that supports your family and you choose to turn it down to pursue your dreams, it's too late for you. You, you have kids. That's your dream. You know what I, I, I firmly yeah. believe that. I firmly believe that like to my core, like your kids come first if you have them. Yeah. That's yeah. a super tough one too, eh? 
Oh, totally. I'm sure people would disagree with me. I don't sell my dreams. No, you have kids. That's your that's your life. Yeah. No, like, and also right. kids are mucho expensive. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially now, I can't even Daycare. imagine. You need like a tablet to go to public school. Oh what? The, yeah. The, the, I don't know. That's why people call my parents crazy for adopting and fostering. Your parents are beautiful humans. Yeah, but like, they're expensive. Yeah, they are. Oh yeah, <laughs> they they just eat away. Not them personally, but kids like daycare, food, yeah, everything, uh, activities because you, you want them to go out and college, everything. Ugh, yeah, like it's clothing. It, it is tough though because it it goes back to saying like at the end of the day, you only have you. It's, it's a tough conundrum to think about. I right? think having children is the biggest sacrifice of my life. Like if I ever had kids. Um, yeah, like you should sacrifice. be responsible. Like if you're gonna have kids, that's why they should say wait. And, and of course, they're they're rewarding in their own way. They're rewarding in a different way. Like I'm sure it's amazing when you're you're in an old age home and you're dying and you're surrounded by your family and you're you're happy and you're loved. I'm sure that is an unfathomable feeling, you know. And it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Everything at that, it's worth it. But at the same time, you have to remember, like, you're bringing life into the world and you have to sacrifice for that. Yeah, and they're resp- they're legally your responsibility yeah so well i mean you could legally give up responsibility as well so that's the hard part about having the adoption process that's that's, another that is something that can go honestly i'm just looking at getting a text back so like we should probably not talk about children who you texting texting? nobody i'm just waiting i nobody texts me dating is really hard you don't (laughs) for i wish you guys could see this he literally just looked at me and just like dropped his arms into feet dating is even harder for a man. And Why do you I will, think that? Because, look. I never get asked out, ever. A woman. So. I've heard women say this, so this is not coming from okay, me. I'm quoting. Shoot. That if you're not dating, you're not trying hard enough. To you or to me? Like, Like, women, to women or people in Women general? have said that about women. Not about <gasps> you personally. That is so offensive. <laughs> Because, but, yeah. and here's the example I give. I'm offended. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to walk up on a stage of 100 people. Okay. I'd be like, first person up here wants to have sex with me. We're going to go do it. Guaranteed, I would be surprised if one person came running up. Okay. If a woman did, if you did, you're like, hey, everybody, first first person <laughs> up here is going to have sex with me. Go. <laughs> Rush to the stage. Because... But it's not about sex. No, you're, you're right. So finding a relationship is hard for both. It's hard for me for, so hard. For So for me, dating and being finding a relationship and love is to- two totally different things. Yeah. Women have a much easier time... Getting laid. Get, and getting a date. I don't know about that because I d- I'm very like traditional in the sense that like I want to be wooed. What I don't want to ask you out. Oh, gender roles. No, uh? yeah, but the thing is, I want that. I would love that because I am such a powerful, strong woman. I need someone to be like, "This is what we're doing." And I'm like, "Thank God, I don't have to make this decision today." Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm just like exhausted. Like one point in my life, I want to like just be like surprised. Like just let well, me live. I, I'm traditionalist I would, too, yeah. where I think. People should make effort and special gestures yeah. and no. Ask me out, like if you and in, in person or call me. You know what I mean? Just Ooh, like a call. I love talking on the that phone. That shit does not happen anymore. Actually, I no talk to people on the phone all the time. I'm super weird though. A guy will call you. Yep. 
That's he's doing that because he wants you. He's not comfortable doing that. I promise. Really? Oh my gosh. He's old though. He's thirty. Only we'll talking to a thirty-year-old. <laughs> True. Oh. Everyone else just thinks I'm too smart and too cool, and I just I'm so awesome. That's not vain. <laughs> that's the point. I'm being oh, sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> I, I was like, that's across. why. That's why they don't ask me. But like for me, oh my god, and especially online dating. So there's two things oh god. to being a guy in dating. The big thing is women don't message first. Even on Bumble. Uh, by the way, I joined Bumble. No matches for three weeks. I'm t- deleting the app. <laughs> oh my God. Welcome ha- to my life. I haven't had any matches on That's Bumble crazy. in three weeks. I'm actually surprised because I've seen women with like 500 plus matches. Okay, Tinder, everybody matches me, but Bumble, nobody does. And I'm like, it's because I'm weird. It's but you can't tell that in a profile. Uh, probably. It says death is imminent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that guy's what I'm like, saying. Yeah, no. yeah, the guy's like, ooh. <laughs> too deep. Too deep. Um, some some of them don't understand what it means. They're like, "It's so so dark." <laughs> Okay. I mean, I would swipe for sure on that. I'm yeah. like, that's fuck, that's awesome. Honestly, like, and I was like, like my, I think my my Bumble bio is let's talk about our mutual hates. I mean, yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, because that's stronger than so, loves. But a lot of women want men to do all the work, right? And mostly because women I do. have a lot more choice. <laughs> Yeah. And a lot of the time, if you're, so if I ask a question to a woman, this happens all the time. So I'm like, what do you do for a living? As an example, the, all they do is be like, government. Oh, it's super boring. Yeah. I'm like, and before I'd be like, do you ever to, think that like women are, some women are just super boring? Some men are super boring? I mean, I'm honestly of the opinion that women are boring now. Oh my god, I'm of the opinion too that men are boring. And now. I hear that all the time. It's so weird because I'm like, no, talk to me. Do you know I'll why? Because we don't anything. talk to each other in person. Don't, we don't, have been don't. talking for over an hour about just yeah. anything. This that is comes me on the on phone as per usual. This is what I sound That's like. On the we're phone. talking about, but like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I can talk. I have no problem. talking. Oh yeah, you want I can me to talk, talk as well. <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, I also do like you. Are kind of right in the sense that if like I wanted to date somebody, I would be dating somebody because I have extreme commitment issues because of my parents and it scares me and I don't want to let anybody down and like I do like being alone because I like experiencing some things alone you're talking about Henry Rollins on your other podcast and I love him Black Flag he has this quote that I just love so much and he goes loneliness adds a certain beauty to life you know it puts a a certain burn on sunsets and makes night air smell better and it does oh that guy i man he's so poetic i know because he's, he's so alone broken. all the time he's so broken though but that's i don't think he is broken though well wait, but like his, why the quote he i heard him say which actually he inspired me to do this he's podcast. definitely depressed yeah but what he said he's like i keep myself so busy so i don't feel bad yeah so yeah he does and he's afraid of medication so he's not on that so he's like i just i just yeah. work real hard yeah so i don't have time to feel bad and he does things he loves. And you know what? Have you ever watched Rick and Morty? No. I've it's a great show. It great, it's it's yeah. a lot It's a lot to watch. There's a lot of episodes. And it's kind of like sometimes overwhelming. But there's just one scene where... I forget what it is. Um, Morty is like talking to his sister. And she just found out that she was an accident or something. And she's like really upset and really sad. And Morty goes, oh my god. Like, you're never going to be perfect. It's going to be overwhelming. Everything's going to suck. And we're all going to die. But you know what? Like, do you want to just watch TV with me? and like that's really paraphrasing the quote but it's something like that and it's kind of like yes there's all this overwhelming stuff everywhere that is so incomprehensible and we can't even fathom it half the time and there's all these big questions about why we are here and why we exist but at the end of the day it's the little things like this podcast that are worth living you know 
Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And like just drinking coffee and enjoying the little things. I was going to bring some beers, but. Uh, yeah, know. I can't drive and drink. I have one, I'm like one and done. We. <laughs> like one and done. Um, but yeah, yeah, and then the other part of dating too is I'm also so nervous that someone is going to misconstrue my in- intentions and like. Say you're me of, yeah, okay. That's a total me. fear that I've heard also. So that's and why I think you guys don't to, ask us out. Yeah, it's like super bad to say, but if I if I just you know saw you walking down the street and I'm like you know wow she's so beautiful I'm just I'm gonna yeah. ask for a number I'm gonna would they be to, creeped out and like yeah, yeah and I'm gonna try to be as polite as possible I'm not gonna come up with stuff girl blah, blah, blah. yeah like, and I think, Hi, but, excuse me like I'm sorry for bothering yeah. you I just want you to know like try to do it in this because I'm not super confident talking to women uh and right. unless I know them or getting to know them but like just out of the blue it's it's nerve-wracking but I'm so worried she's gonna think I'm creepy like get angry or offended yeah. or like think that i'm like i know and i'm like like no i just really wanted to know your name i and totally understand to your fear another th- i think i can give you some advice because i often feel frustrated when this happens so for example you're an acquaintance of mine and you like you're like hey you want to hang out okay i go into that hangout thinking oh my god is this a date how do i deal I with never this say, let's hang out yeah you need to be specific like this is a date like really put the, you were either like I'm not trying to be your friend vibes you know what I mean yeah. because you have enough friends like you want to date be like no no like I'm not trying to be your friend like I like you you're cute I want to take you out like I think that is really important in this day and age because so many people are afraid of rejection and they sugarcoat it like hang out in group settings hate that despise that one on one only first time meeting yeah. um, another one is oh like stop by swing by Mm. swing by this if you're free it's not like if like they're just all these ways to word questions to kind of mitigate like the pain of rejection yeah yeah. and it's so hard to navigate as a female because you're like do they even like me yeah in my early 20s i was definitely like let's want to hang out like but i'm very direct now i will just literally i'm like hey i know this is really random but i got a crush on you and if you want to go out for a drink uh i'd really like to take you out that's good let me know if you're interested never works zero percent I haven't had a date since. Maybe it's Ottawa. <laughs> I've heard that because when I go to Toronto, like at least I know Tinder's working because I actually get matches. Like I don't know what it is. I think it's just me. Like I honestly, my self esteem for dating is like just Trash. destroyed. Yeah, I feel pretty bad too. Like I'm just like no one wants me. No one likes. But, like, me. don't you feel better knowing it's happening to everybody? <laughs> <laughs> we're all in this trash mess together we're all gonna be single and lonely forever i mean yes and no but like <laughs> you know i just want to get to know people and i i don't want you to be boring and i just find people are so boring they don't have i know interest or their generic interest they're like i like to travel are, is that your identity you're like tell me how your relationship with your parents are like what's your biggest fear who do you hate right now like and if you who's the office bitch if you <laughs> like, try that too soon it's weird i guess yeah people think it's weird uh i had one guy say he's like why is this an interrogation and i was like oh i've had that too i've had that too honestly i was They're like so annoyed and she's like if i can give you some advice don't come on so strong i'm like delete who cares and like yeah. I don't get it. If it doesn't work, just be like, Those, not interested. That's, it's good that it happens right away then. But he was literally like, why are you interrogating me? I was like, why are you making fun of the way I drink? <laughs> like, <that's> like, <laughs> is this is how men flirt? Okay. Like when people are super sarcastic, or just the mic, um, people are super, like men are super sarcastic and be like, ooh, like, oh, your your sweater fits you so strange. <laughs> Oh my I can't God. even give examples of how weird. But do you they're think it's sarcastic. because they're also... They have no idea how to flirt. 
or potentially worried that something they, I mean that's a really weird flirt I don't would never no try. but like you know the sarcastic flirt where they make fun of you <sighs> okay well clearly you don't because I know I've done not, that you've probably done it to women but it happens to me often not unless I, it, I know them when I, I know them I'll make fun of them I think it's an insecurity though like uh, they think it's it worked in you know elementary school or high school uh, and then yeah. they just carry it forward into adulthood and you're like actually like I'm really comfortable as a human being and like your put downs just make me despise you yeah I when I I don't do that unless I know them but it's not even like a one-time joke it's consistently throughout the night it's happened multiple dates I've been on Oh yeah, I would try. I if like we were in a relationship, I would definitely like. Like I yeah, like to make fun of like. Jean, different though. I like to make fun of jean jackets. Yeah, but that's not that's not date specific. Basic. That's to everybody, <laughs> men, women. Yeah. If I see you wearing a jean jacket, I just want to say something. I've been wearing jean jackets for literally like but I'm, seventeen. I'm years. not necessarily <laughs> trying to be mean. I'm not being like I actually don't wear it. It's awful or yeah. anything. Like if you want to wear it and you Ryan, shut up. That's cool. <laughs> awesome, but like. I just think it's like it's fun. Like you gotta have a little bit of fun banter. Like you could come at me and be like, Ryan, I hate that you wear a black V neck a lot. I'm like yeah, I, know. I could. I'm like I do. I like it. I don't it know. Shows off my it's tattoo. uh, it's gonna be interesting how the next ten years of our lives rolls out. Oh god, <laughs> it's I'm going just, by very fast. I'm eh? just hoping that someone who's always like me hears this podcast right now and is just like infatuated and be like, I love him. Message me because if. <laughs> Literally. Same. Message me. No. <laughs> me first. But like, like. They're by. They're like, I can't choose. And that's, you know, I especially find, you know, women never take, I shouldn't say never, but it's much less often that they would take the chance to tell a guy that they like them. I don't want to. It makes me nervous. It but makes also, the guy nervous. To be honest. Actually, there's guys who'll just do it. Like, they're just like, don't give a shit. They're just like, so honey. Like, Whoa. Yeah, they're so confident <laughs> because they have nothing to offer. They're like, I'm going to get rejected a lot. So let's go. I heard one. It's like the game of odds. There's a person that was like, "This is pretty. (laughs) This is pretty like profound. Like as in profanity, profane." Profane. He said he would go walk around the bar, asking women, and this is sexual harassment for sure. (laughs) But he would be like, "Do you want to do anal tonight?" Oh my god! And he's like, "99 out of 100 women would slap me." But there's that one girl. There's the one, and all you need is the one. (laughs) Yeah. You just need the one. I hate bars for that on. reason, though. Like, I hate grinding. I hate when people come up and try and dance with me but without even, asking. Ugh. Even in life, right? Like, yeah. no matter how you flirt or how you interact with people, like, guys are assholes probably for some reason. I don't know what that reason is because I try it's not fun. to be. I think people like assholes, though. They do. They're they, dramatic. It has to work. I think people like drama. <laughs> that's why they like they assholes. They definitely do. Uh, my boyfriend beat me up. Oh, I like him. I mean, that's not a good example because that's abuse, but I may yeah, be like, oh, my boyfriend like, said I look fat today. <laughs> like, like, to me, they love I, it. I hear that. I'm like, <laughs> What? Yeah, I know. I would be like, um, this is gonna stick yeah, with me for like them. seventeen weeks and never. Like, go. I, like, I would never say that. I don't yeah. even like swearing in front of women. Oh, I love swearing in front of everybody. Well, which I, is a probably I can turn swear off. in front of you. Is that a turn off for yeah. men? It depends. Okay. I, I think uh, we're speaking in generalities, but again, it always comes up to the individual. I just have a harder time finding women that are cool and like to talk about weird shit with me. I know. I think it is definitely. And rare. then I'll unless I'm in the friend zone with them, and then like that's fine. I guess. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but we're friends. We've always been friends. I don't think you ever pursued. Yeah. Because we work together. It'd be too weird. I don't. uh, I'm not. Like the process where you meet women is also kind of how you're ever going to have them in your life. Yeah. And the way I flirt is like I'm friends. Yeah. Stop that. (laughs) But like that's who I am. I'm just friendly. Just like let's shoot the shit. Let's talk. What do you need? I'll be there to help you. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like that's who I am. So I don't want to 
not be who I am to try to woo somebody. But like, if I like you and we're dating, like there was an instance where uh, one of the girls like in passing, like was just like, I really like, um, the tonight show Ben and Jerry's ice cream or something. And she mentioned this when we first started dating. And then for Valentine's day, I showed up with a tub. She's like, how did you remember? I'm like, because you said it. Oh my it. God, that is the key to our hearts, reminding. Yeah. We say that stuff so you remember. Yeah. We're like, I'm going to drop this subtle hint and see if you remember. Well, she was like having a bad day and uh, she loved this chocolate bar. Oh, that bar. means so much. So I bought yeah. a pack of the mini chocolate bars. Little stuff is everything. I'm such a firm believer in the but little I stuff. I can never get to that point because they're either not interested or, hey, I just really want to I also friends. think you're dating younger women and I think that's a struggle because they don't want to commit. They want to just yeah. lose around. Which but is true. Like, I was like, I was like, I don't want a boyfriend. I want to experience the world. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, wink, wink. And guys pressure. in your 20s just want to yeah. do everything Also, okay, this is my biggest fear when it comes to dating, okay? If I date someone my own age, I am so positive they are going to leave me for someone younger. Really? Yeah. At your age. Yeah. So if I start dating someone now and we're like really committed and like seven years down the road, I'm looking old. They're looking <laughs> old. But men age better than women, definitely. So you have that going for you. Um, so they're going to start looking for younger chicks, right? Because young, like, younger women date older men all the time. Yeah. Like even like five years difference. And I know for a fact I would get left for a hotter chick because it's so easy to find them. Yeah. That is a genuine fear of mine where I'm like, might as well wait. Might as well date older dudes. I'm that girl that they're leaving them for right now. The current cycle is already happening. <laughs> but yeah, that cycle continues because I try to go for women my own age and there's there's never any interest. The only people who are interested in me are younger women. You should try older women. I, I've been with a couple older women. But they want kids. Can you give them kids right now? No. <laughs> if she has a good job. If you be the sugar mama. <laughs> yeah, because on my salary, I can't afford kids. Right? No that one can. That kid's going to get 40 bucks. I don't know how people afford children. I literally can't even afford myself. Yeah, but I mean, I've been with older women. I've been with younger women. I've been with women my own age. I mean, I've recognized just haven't found Ooh, the right uh, one. But Honestly, it's hard. It's easier to get younger women. You know what my dad told me? But I think he just wants me to, you know, find a boyfriend because he's worried about me. <laughs> he's just like, honey, there is no right one. Just choose i've heard that <laughs> before like, what? just pick one <laughs> just pick one honey my dad is genuinely concerned like i'm gonna end up alone my mom asks me all the time are you dating anyone i'm like you're sick any dates no she's like jeez jeez it's hard out there are you yeah are your parents happily married no yes for the most part okay that's good sorry i didn't mean to ask no, a weird question. i'm trying to figure out how to answer it okay for the most part yes okay that's good but i was the reason they married okay i don't know if there if there was me if there was no me if they'd, they'd be, be married yeah and i i know they're probably gonna listen and i love you guys but you fight a lot yeah and you're petty and you argue about things that don't need to be argued about yeah but isn't that marriage i heard that's what that's what marriage is oh uh, i don't have time to think about that conflict like i'm not gonna argue about you not do you want to know what the number one reason for divorce is <laughs> <laughs> the number one reason for divorce is actually how you raise your children. Like, they disagree. You it's not money. People always think it's money. It's how you raise your kids. You should really, like, talk that out beforehand. Right? I. <laughs> this is so funny. Literally, parents don't even, like, talk about what school? Public, Catholic. That's a big discussion. Circumcision, yay or nay? That's a big decision. People literally don't talk about this stuff. Then they get married, and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. I married the worst person I've ever met. <laughs> There's been two people I've had to break up with because of religious differences really like it was bad one was bad 
so intrigued. One was really, one was bad. Like they would make fun of me because I believe in evolution and she was Whoa. like, I would be having like problems or like mental health issues. Oh They're God. like, you just need to talk to God. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is. Dear Jesus. Um, <laughs> the other one it was, Jesus. the other one was fine. Uh, but you know, we recognize that like, like I'm not going to church. I'm not, I'm not, I support that. But like, yeah. and when I have kids, if they choose to go on their own free will, I will allow them because it is their life. But like, I'm not, I don't want them institutionalized in that and brought up with that thinking that's the only way. Mm -hmm. um, my parents are kind of do that with my kids now. They're in the Catholic school system because it's a better education system. Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't agree with it because I don't want them being brought up thinking that Catholicism is the only the only answer, the only way. And they're going to think that until they get to about 18 and then they're going to totally despise it. Catholicism? Yeah. yeah. Like every person I know who's super anti-religion grew up in a Catholic school. Same. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I'm not anti-religion. I'm anti-theology, uh, I think. Just I find it fascinating. I love the history of it. I... I support the community. I know, I'm not anti anything. I'm just like I don't care. Like I don't enforce your stuff on my on me. Like that. You, that's what that I. That goes without saying for anything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> for me, I'm like, I don't care. Like if I don't want to be a vegan, stop telling me that I have to convert. Oh, <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. That's just oh, exhausting. Oh to my me. god, there's just so so Can much. Can you imagine if we didn't like? I don't know. I'm not even going to say what. <laughs> I love bringing up the argument. It's just like, do you really think chickens would still be here if we didn't? raise them to eat like to eat like do, do people really think that cows and chickens still be here like let's think about it for a second. On a, their own, yeah, yeah a chicken a chicken literally needs a house <laughs> you literally need a house for your chicken and a fence because things will eat them there's wild chickens yeah sure they are sure in the caribbean there is okay but that's an island where there's no predators i'm talking about in canada and stuff well, so I'm not an expert on this, but... I'm genuinely... I genuinely believe they would have been dead. <laughs> it's, uh, apparently, like, a lot of, like, hunting and killing animals is actually good. And again, I'm not... I, I don't know firsthand on this, but it's, it's good for the population and for the ecosystem because... Yeah, if, that's why there's hunting seasons, because they get over-controlled, yeah. like rabbits and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or, or deer overpopulate yeah. too much of the vegetation or, yeah, you know... Exactly. Bears or wolves. Like, apparently, it's, it's good for... And also... The hunting licenses pay for the conservation. Yeah, the conservation. It's a really interesting system, and it's like hunting. I don't think I don't think a lot of people. Dis oh, you know what? A lot of people do disagree with hunting. I'm not a fan of trophy hunting. Like, yeah, no. I, I'm like, a, I'm Métis, so I grew up like with my grandfather, a hunter and fisherman, and he really taught us to respect the land. And he lived off the land all of his life, and he really sh he was a hunter as well, and he never took anything from the earth without asking for it and like really using it and utilizing it and it was his livelihood and he really yeah. you know he didn't take any of it for granted yeah which i think is the difference between we're, we're hunting so, for your life yeah. and then you know the trophy hunting. you see the animal you watch it you're it's like an intimate experience almost. yeah like you, you thank the creator for giving you that animal yeah like we're so disillusioned with factory farming which is the real and mass yeah agriculture that's the problem it's not eating meat it's the mass consumption of meat yeah yeah exactly that yeah. and like that's where you see the horrific yeah treatment of animals in those documentaries and, like, i don't like seeing that it's rough and it goes to the same fact with like but i'm a hypocrite with like vegetarians <laughs> and vegans who are buying soy or something that's mass produced guess how many animals or get, palm oil yeah. yeah get killed like harvesting that you think those tractors are stopping for little bunny rabbits and yeah. birds no and it's like we're a problem like humans 
are an invasive species. Yeah. We are. They and they destroy the ecosystems and yeah. with all that, it's not about hunting. If everyone just hunted for their food. Oh well there's definitely not enough for that now. Not we're anymore. Too big. No, but, yeah. I that's mean, why we need to. But we we're, we throw out so much food too, so we're just screwed up all around. We're so screwed. We're so screwed. There should be no reason there should be world hunger. But like let's just watch TV, like Morty said. Let's just stop talking about world hunger. <laughs> like, no, we need to talk about and solve oh these issues. No, there's too many problems in and this too many world. Issues to think. And you know what? Even when you try to solve them, like I remember I was really for the anti straw campaign. Like even before I blew up with Starbucks. I was going around to local businesses for World Oceans Day and asking them to convert to like paper to zero <laughs> straws or paper straws. And the amount of hate I got was insane. <laughs> um, the disabled argument came up, and of course, my mom is disabled, which a lot of people didn't know. And I was like, "Of course, this is important." My mom uses a straw because she can't drink and drive. Like it's like drink drinks, you know what I mean? And um, like she uses it on a daily basis as well, and there's lots of people that need it, and there is resources available to them. You can buy plastic straws that are reusable, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And if you need a disposal one for whatever reason, they're still going to exist. And people were telling me, like, you want to make their lives different. I was like, I can't win. I can't win. And I just, it's like, I get the straws are such a small thing, and like, there's a ton of pollution in the ocean, but the reason that straws were important was because they don't, you can't recycle straws. They fall through the recycling and they end up in the water system. Mm. And that's how they get into the lakes and the oceans and they literally break down into small particles and people ingest them. Sorry, animals, wildlife, marine life, ingest them and they get really sick. So that's why straws were the main one. And then all other single use plastic items are to follow, right? So it's just not, yeah. you want to get away from that. And you know what? I'm also not targeting specific individuals. I'm talking about as a whole, like, when I got Starbucks for today, did we need straws? No. Even plastic bottles are yeah, not great. Can, yeah, they're not great, but you can recycle them, so that's okay. But uh, it's just it was just tar- disheartening because I was like, I just tried, you know, like I just <laughs> I just wanted people to like, I just, yeah. No matter what you do, there's always going to be people who oppose and I know and um, don't agree or like that'll the both the uh, most awful and most beautiful thing about humans is everyone's different and has their own thought. So I mean. For that thing, I'm much more holistic in my thinking where I know there's, I know the point that the straws are making, but I'm like, that's the least of what we should be focusing on, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm like, let's tackle the things we can tackle and the, the most major. So I guess you can make an argument that's something we can tackle. So there you yeah. go. I just answered my own question. But let's, the things that are making the most serious impact and like, let's get rid of like cancer mental health I know it's so hard uh, world hunger that's an easy solvable issue like there's things that we can like okay let's all focus on that instead of <sighs> like focusing on like toys for tots or making sure kids have pencils for school like every charity and initiative has its merit but like we, we really need to like we're spreading ourselves too thin with our resources our limited resources and money and financial donations as it is like let's all pull it together and I mean get BC is literally cancer. burning to the ground right now yeah. Have <laughs> you seen the pictures of like that. Calgary and Edmonton? And it- it's so insane. My friend from Winnipeg, Manitoba, the sky is covered in smoke. Winnipeg. Are we supposed That's to get right it there. from are we supposed to get it here? Is it supposed to travel that far? I don't know. Makes you think we'll though, like if like it's like it looks like an apocalypse. That's a forest fire, but if like a major volcanic eruption or we'd all be dead. A meteor, like that's what happens, right? Like it you blocks get that the sun cloud, and it gets cold. And it, the vegetation and the animals die. Everything dies, we die. And like it's just an example of like what could happen in an instant. And it's scary. It's so scary. Nature's scary, man. Nature is scary and uh, you gotta respect it. Respect and, nature. Anyway, we've been going for an hour and a half. Yeah. I Wait. have to go soon anyway, so you can see. Perfect. Is that third year old uh 
What? Did that thirty-year-old text you? No. <laughs> Jeff. Is that Getty Lee Damn on your phone you, or Jeff. is that Cher? No, that's Cher. And oh. it says, Mother told me a couple years ago, sweetheart, settle down and marry a rich man. And I said, Mom, I am a rich man. Ooh, my brother would love you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Clarissa Barron, uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate it. Where can me. people follow you? Uh, you can follow me on literally everything at Clarissa Barron on Twitter. Yeah. And at uh, Clarissa Barron93. On Instagram. Do you have anything like going on? Any protests? No protests. Um, <laughs> just be kind and think before you speak and uh, think about your life and your decisions you make. And that's about it. This is a deep conversation. No, really it's just, it just it. be kind, you know? Yeah. No, this was a deep conversation. Oh, the though. whole th- Yeah. It was deep. I really it liked it. It was deep. It. That's we'll, my whole life. We'll though. talk on the phone, though. <laughs> All right. Good night. Talk to everybody soon. Bye, Cheers. everyone. <laughs> Take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to Life in Wonderland.